Well, first things first, Troy, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm all right. Uh, thanks for sitting down and uh, talking with me again. Um, You're very welcome. Where I want to start is, I suppose, and you've always called uh, Audi an entity, and it's it's not a one-off thing that you did a couple of years ago, but did you imagine making an album again this soon? <laughs> no, not really. It wasn't part of our, of, our, of our plan. We were scheduled to start it next year, but um, something happened, something to do with a, a virus. Something so, that uh, uh, dis- dislodged yeah. the entire world. Yeah, it was somebody had a really bad cough in China or something. <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> the result of the pandemic is lots of time, lots of cancelled uh, plans. So um, we all agreed naturally that we would uh, bring the, the Ari 2 album forward and work on that. We were already uh, working on it anyway, but uh, this accelerated it, the pandemic. And uh, here we are with uh, not long now until it's released, even though it was mixed and finished last October um, because of the pandemic, the record company had a massive queue mm. of work that needed to be released. Uh, so we were in a queue to be uh, for a September the 3rd release date. So, yeah, that's what happened. Well, that's interesting because that means uh, you got to work quite quickly then uh, last year if you, if you finished by October. So um, you mentioned you already had, had a number of ideas ready. Where was the music going in that time? Because uh, I can imagine there's all things uh, going on. There was another Nightwish album. So when you were working on ideas for Auri, where, where did, was your mind at uh, in those moments? Well, Auri hasn't really left any of us, you know, since the first album. We were so um, uh, excited and relieved that the thing worked mm. and that we had a, a, a really appreciative audience out there, people who really loved the music, that it never really went away. It was always hanging around in the background. Hence, uh, I was... At the height of the pandemic, you know, with everything locked down, I was I found myself more and more wandering in here into my studio and um and just sketching stuff, getting things down and starting to get excited again about uh, about writing. Um and then I, I found that the same thing was happening over in over in Finland with Thomas and Johanna. They were feeling the same way as me. So um yeah, it it, it naturally um, brought itself out. And, and previously, you've talked about the chemistry between yourself, uh, Thomas, and uh, Johanna. So now, with the pandemic, that that uh, and and all the lockdowns that were occurring everywhere, did that present a, a challenge to overcome as you were working on this album? Oh yeah, yeah, it, well, to a degree. But uh, as I, as I think I, I said to you before, I mean the the. The wonderful part of working in Ari is that we we can do it remotely, mm. and we can do it remotely with with a passion. We we don't um, need to be in the same room when we're creating music, uh, and it, it actually works really well for us. I know a lot of people like to get into a room and jam, you know, and just play together. It doesn't really work for us in Ari. Uh, we we like our our solitude in 
creating the music and then we love to put it together with each other and we love to um, present our ideas to each other um, because we're also in the enviable, enviable position uh, that we're like-minded, uh, 100% like-minded on this. So we, uh, like Johanna, uh, for instance, she she really doesn't like to do vocals uh, with anyone in the room at all. You know, and I think that goes back to a history of being produced um, by in studios and having the red light, the green light or red light or whatever you want to that that syndrome of you've got to deliver now and um, we're all watching you deliver, which isn't conducive of, of, of a really good first take. Right. You know, uh, you, can, you can end up wasting a lot of time with that. But um, so we, we, we haven't changed our, our, um, our modus operandi at all. You know, we, 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 we have just woke the machine up again, woke Auri up and carried on. As we as we do, from your perspective in the songwriting process, then because you play a plethora of musical instruments, and then there's almost a limitless possibility, limitless possibilities that you can kind of get into. So when you are working on a song. Is there a method to, to what ends up in the song? Whether you go to a guitar, or if you whatever instrument that, that you end up using. Yeah, oh, but first of all, I must uh, congratulate you on, on your use of the word plethora. I love that word. <laughs> it's, it's a, a good one. Word. It's a good one. It's a splendid one. And yeah, my plethora of instruments, <laughs> of which I'm surrounded at this very moment in this room. Uh, yeah, I just I just grab whatever inspires me at any any time. You know, I'll try lots and lots of uh, different approaches with different instruments, with I mean, instruments that shouldn't really work, I find do, um, which is always nice. It's a nice surprise. But, uh, yeah, it's it's always what the music dictates. That's, mm -hmm. that's how I approach everything, really. That That's down to whether it needs to be an electric guitar or whether it needs to be Ilum pipes or whether it needs to be a string quintet. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll use whatever needs to be used. And also, which will tickle my bandmates as well. <laughs> Fair enough. Because, well, well, one thing, and maybe this is just my perception of, of the album, but when I listen to it, it it's even more ethereal, more, um, yeah, you, you, can, you call it a celestial metal. So it's, it's more in that direction even than the first uh, album, I would say. So how do you kind of shape that sonic landscape that you're operating in? Do you ever do you talk uh, amongst the three of you to kind of say, okay, we're moving or we want to present this kind of sound of the, or this kind of feeling? That's a, that's an interesting question. We we don't again our our working methods don't really fall into that. Uh, we we really like to excite each other with with direction, mm. and we manipulate our directions as well between us. Uh, not for any selfish reasons, but because of what Auri sort of stands for with us. We we really don't have ego in it. And mm -hmm. we've, we have lots of um, uh, splendid situations we find ourselves in musically where, and we, we, we're very honest with each other as well. We, we, you know, if there's something we don't like, 
we tell each other, but it's never in a in a, a confrontational way. You know, it's always very um, uh, it's very open the way the way we we approach each other's music and each other's songs. Yeah, I, sh I should say it's more about serving the song than than it is uh, getting your own solo or something. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's total anathema to to all of us. That we we would never want to impose anything. I mean, there are some songs on the album where, um, I mean, we're all very active in each song, but some songs um, have less input from either of us mm. than others, and that's because we uh, are awake to to the music. We're very sensitive to the atmosphere of each piece and how each piece needs to be realized. Yeah, a good example of that, I suppose, is Light and Flood, where, which is pretty much an instrumental track. And, and it, it goes in so many uh, different directions within that song itself. So uh, for you, what was that like to, to piece all those very interesting sounds and, and directions within us, or dynamics, I should say, within a song together? Well, Light and Flood's uh, interesting because it, 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 it that refers to the point I just made, that, mm. that we... Um, we really do serve the music and there's not that much um, going on from Thomas and Johanna because it's mainly a, a, a string quintet uh, with acoustic guitars more than anything. Um, obviously it's got uh, huge <laughs> epic crescendos and it's got space guitars and all kinds of stuff in it. But um, how that light and flood works, that, that was inspired by an experience I had um, Locally, uh, I was driving home early one morning and um, uh, there was a floodplain. You know, this uh, a floodplain's been uh, carved out for, uh, for when the river floods, you know, stop the local villages from flooding. And, um, and it was such a, a beautiful and misty atmospheric morning that I stopped the car and I got out and I walked over this little bridge and stood on a on like a, a mound that wasn't flooded. Mm. And I got the most strange and uncanny feeling that as the mist covered the car and the bridge, I was isolated in this, what looked like a, a primeval scene. It felt like the beginning of the world. It felt like I'd gone back to, you know, three billion years ago. And it, it was a strange feeling. And the light was odd. Um, there were dragonflies flitting around. There was a, it, it felt like I'd, I'd, the 21st century had disappeared. So I was immediately inspired by this um, time and I went back and started working on it. And, and that expression, uh, the only way I could try, uh, the only way, I, I, and it is the truth, was, was to use a string quintet, mm. I think, and acoustic guitar without sounding pretentious. That's what it felt like. It felt pastoral, but but um, mysterious and difficult. Mm. So I sent out a, a demo of it uh, using synth strings and synth pianos and all kinds of stuff uh, out to Finland. And this is it. This is, this is the thing about Ari is I said, just, just, feel what you, you, you think, you know, and do whatever you think with this. And the pair of them 
did quite a bit of work on it. But when it came down to the um, to the actual mix, the, both of them uh, were unanimous in saying that nothing needed to be added to it. That it was effectively the demo that was sent out to um, to them. So Thomas added a little bit of piano to it. Uh, Johanna did some. I mean just such beautiful wordless vocals, um, which were the icing on the top of the piece. But the piece was actually finished um, before it hit Finland and uh, my fabulous friends just enhanced it and turned it into something even more exquisite than I imagined. So that's an example of how Auri works in that if nothing's needed, if the, pl- if the piece sounds completed, then we don't touch it. And there were other examples. There are some things like uh, the valley. Uh, all I, I, I hardly had any um, creative input into that one because it was the, the demo was so complete. Yeah. All I had to do to it was add my my flavors. You know, I, I stuck some atmospheric electric guitars, lots of acoustic guitars, and some Midland pipes on it. But the piece was so complete and uh, perfect as far as. North Yorkshire's comfort concerned, <laughs> but um, it it kind of was what it was. And then some pieces require massive input from all three of us from day one, uh, from the earliest demos. So there are other songs on there that are that are absolutely um, a fusion of, of Finland and North Yorkshire, mm. more than others. Yeah, well, what I find interesting then is uh, you mentioned earlier on that you quite, you were quite relieved that. Uh, it was received well, uh, the first album. So did that allow you, in terms of what you just mentioned, to delve uh, into it even further? Because one thing I find is uh, the vocals fit so well with the music. I mean, the voice fits so well within the bed of, of music that it lays in. So so um, were you kind of del- able to delve into that even more in in a way? if that makes sense, take risks yeah. even more. Yeah, it does make perfect sense. I mean, even though we we, we um, proclaimed at the beginning of Auri that uh, this was pure, purely us doing exactly what we want, it's not being driven by any um, uh, motives other than to make the music that we wanted to make together, the three of us. The relative success of it uh, and the wonderful reaction we got to it from so many people gave us the latitude to, to uh, go even further down that road of, well, we can do what we like. Hence stuff like uh, light and flood and uh, things like the long walk. And um, there, we do, we have, we've kind of had confirmation uh, that we can do what we like and, and the people who love the music, they want us to do what we like. They don't want us to be um, uh, bound by expectation. And in terms of doing what you like, obviously you're a great instrumentalist. Um, what are your ambitions or aspirations as a vocalist? Because there are some bits and pieces, and even in Nightwish, uh, you've you've uh, sang a bit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've never had aspiration as a, a vocalist. It's it's purely been down to the encouragement of my of my friends, you know. In in Nightwish, um, all of all of Nightwish um, 
even before Marco left, it was a direction that we all wanted to go in. Uh, and I was seriously encouraged by them um, to sing more. Um, I think quite a bit of this came from all of a sudden my bandmates went, oh, actually, he can, he can sing. <laughs> he can actually sing. Uh, I think from we we did a um, me and Marco did a, an acoustic set on on a on a on a boat. Mm. We did a, a night which we did a, a cruise up uh, some kind of Baltic cruise or something. And me and Marco did a set, an acoustic set, and I was singing quite a lot. I mean, I've I've sang around the campfire a few times up up in um, Rusker and and I found that my bandmates were were kind of bits of, of fans of my voice. Now, I, I, I was really reluctant to, to, to sing, you know, when you're up against um, the glory and the stratospheric power of floor and you're up against the mighty uh, voice of Marco, you know, it's, uh, I just wanted to stay in the background. I wanted to stay in the background, but it's been pointed out to me by them and by everybody that my voice this voice that I've got when I sing um, somehow has a an effect on the complexion of the music in a in a positive way. So they've convinced me now that I can actually sing. So I've hence uh, I was dragged into um, uh, singing some of old Marco's parts. You know, howling. You know, full voice, <laughs> which is really because I've got quite a soft voice, but. But apparently, I can um, I can rock. <laughs> so I've been told. Um, I don't believe that, but they they, they reckon I can. So um, so I'm doing it, and I'm actually, with the encouragement of my friends, I'm I've actually started to enjoy it. I'm actually okay. enjoying singing now, and and, uh, and I really enjoyed singing Fireside Bad on the um, uh, on the new album, which is the which is a kind of coda on the album. It's the very last song, and um, I, I sang that basso profundo, you know, because the the, <laughs> the band liked me to sing in a really, really low voice, go right down, right, <laughs> really low. Uh, they like that. <laughs> that that tickles them. So I sang the whole song in in uh, in bass register, and uh, it it came out really, really well, I think. So, uh, but I like to sing high as well. I, 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 I just love, I love it all now. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been convinced. No, it is very interesting to see that development from you, and then the fact that you uh, enjoy it—that's a very good thing to hear, I think. Um, when it comes to you mentioned Marco, and there's there's one question I want to ask about that, and that's nothing to do with him leaving in the sense. But did you? Uh, was was kind of the whole pandemic and lockdown a, a sense of reflection for you as well with uh, about what you've been doing, how you've been living for the past I don't know decade? Because I can imagine being in night, which is quite the whirlwind. Yes, uh, to say the least. Uh, the thing about the pandemic is is that it was uh, it, it multiplied the opportunities for you know, dark nights of the soul more, more than anything. You know, it gave you a lot of time to stare at the ceiling <laughs> and consider consider things. But um, 
you see, I, I'm very uh, uh, happy. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been very happy for most of my life. So it, it's, it didn't really affect me in a negative way that much because I always see light. Every tunnel to me uh, has got light at the end of it. <laughs> so I'm a very optimistic kind of person. So, um, no, I, I, I never... My dark nights of the soul are, are always full of light, bizarrely, paradoxically, but they are. So, um, do you know why? Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry for interrupting, but do you know why? Why, why you have that very uh, optimistic disposition? Um, I think it's it's probably because every second of my life, I'm aware of the privilege of it. I think, I think it's because. I genuinely love uh, this world, and I love um, I love this journey. I love this adventure. I can see that it's it's um, ephemeral. I can see the ephemeral nature of everything. So I I, I genuinely uh, love every moment of it, mm. no matter how dark or bleak things are. I'm still here and I'm still, I can feel the air going into my lungs. I can see you and um, I've got uh, all this, this uh, music around me and, and such love and wonderful friends and a beautiful planet. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, I think that's where it comes from. I think that's where my uh, hopelessly panglossian, view of life comes from that's very and the way you describe it's interesting because it 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 could be a description of the music that you make in a way because that is especially with uh, auri i think it's it's very I, i think i said this the last time i talked to you about auri but it's very earthy it, it feels very much of something from the earth and, and uh well you uh, use word ephemeral um there, there's There's something about it that 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 makes it. For instance, when I was listening to Light and Flooded, it's just you, you kind of dream away a little bit. Do you do that yourself when you create this music? And you've you've hit it really. Um, that's what the music is. That's what the music is for for all three of us. We're we're all we, we're all very um, of this of this um, of this frame of mind. That uh, we're hugely privileged, and um, maybe privilege isn't the right word. And look, it's uh, look certainly isn't the word. But to um, grateful, to be maybe. Conscious. Yeah, yeah, grateful. That's that. Yeah, grateful. Um, and there's there's a there's a, a philosopher called Roger Scruton, and uh, he was asked in his last days what the meaning of life was, and he said gratitude. Mm. And and uh, there's a lot of that there, but a lot of people get swept away and lose themselves in in uh, the horrors of conditioning and uh, uh, you know constructed terrible constructed behaviour and and uh, I don't want any part of it. I'm, but but you but getting back to your, your part of Ari there, that definitely drives it. That um, uh, that state of mind. Uh, drives Ari. 
There's no doubt about it. That doesn't that that's not to say there isn't darkness in Ari because sure. I'd be a, I'd be a clown not to acknowledge the darkness in the world. But um, but I'm I'm a glasses half full kind of guy, and uh, there's more light there's more light in the world to me than darkness. And people are good inherently good for me rather than evil. Mm. So um, it does get reflected in the music, but there there is carnage in the music as well, and there is. Uh, there is reflection of that, but on the whole, we are we head into crescendos of of, of loveliness. And the, the, I mean, that's uh, that's an important distinction to make because without the darkness, there is no uh, light and there is no hope and 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 all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense what you say. Yeah, you, you need that element of it uh, as well. Um, Now with these batch of songs, and uh, I believe you said that uh, this was scheduled for 2022 originally. Now everything's been moved up a bit, uh, but you have the album out. But Nightwish is probably starting touring once it's possible, once it's uh, possible in a decent fashion. Um, so where does Auri fit in with all of that? Will you, are, are you going to try and play these uh, songs live? Yeah, we most certainly are. Um, but again, because the because of our our diary being shattered uh, by the um, the pandemic, we we had to shift everything, and we're still shifting stuff. Stuff still being moved and and cancelled and uh, being uh, reorganized and rescheduled. It's everything's moving all the time. Uh, we were supposed to be doing something. Anyway, things are being moved all the time. So um, we've had to make, we did have a plan to go out and do um, a, an hourly tour. I think I mentioned it to you, Robin, last time we, we met that mm. uh, the idea was to uh, go out and do castles and cathedrals. <laughs> that's the that's the plan. Um, us with big band. And uh, we, we thought we might get that done next year, but that's not going to happen now. So we're, we're thinking maybe end of 2024, we might go out and do a, an hourly tour. What what for you is kind of the experience or the difference in experience between playing a big uh, rock show like Nightwish and then doing more of this, this uh, like set castles and cathedrals, uh, hourly type music that's, that's much more intimate, I, I would suppose. Well, yeah, I've, I've got a long memory of playing in dreadful venues, you know, <laughs> <laughs> going back to when I was a kid, you know, um, uh, dress toilet dressing rooms and playing in cupboards, you know, for no money and all the usual stuff that you do as an apprentice. But um, no, it's uh, the situation with Nightwish. Uh, it's it's funny how, how you get used to things, you know. It's funny how you get used to um, uh, playing in arenas and stuff like that because when I first started it, it was like, good grief, look at what, what what's what's going on? You know, what is this? <laughs> what is this? But now I'm really blasé about it all. And, uh, uh, and and that's interesting for me to to see that in myself, you know, that that... I still love to play small venues, though. I still love to um, to do small clubs and things like that. Uh, not so much these days do I get a chance to do that, but 
but when I do, I, I enjoy it. I like to see the whites of people's eyes <laughs> and, and have that intimacy. And hopefully, we'll we'll have that with um, Harry. Incidentally, on that on that, we recently did a warm up show um, under the pseudonym of Nevsky and the Prospects, <laughs> a Russian night with tribute band, and we we played in Finland in Oulu, and and that was quite intimate for us. And that was about three thousand people, mm. and that felt like a small club show. <laughs> <laughs> which it isn't but it felt like it and after it we all we all, we all felt like it. it was like oh that was, it was really, it's nice and intimate 3,000 people isn't really intimate but, <laughs> but that, that's what it, what it felt like so our will be a pleasant um, step back from the giant that is Nightwish and uh, back to our roots I suppose we're looking at doing venues like uh, the thousand, maybe if we're if we're lucky, if if we have the um, demand for it, mm. which would be really nice and intimate. But it's very interesting, as you say, that uh, we as human beings are so adaptable to the situation that we're in. Like you said, after a couple of years of being in night, which it becomes normal almost. Like like that's what mm. you expect to go, to see when you go out on stage. So with that in mind, have there been other things in terms of your musicality, creativity that you, that have shifted in a way in, in the past maybe decade? Um, not really. I think that the, the greatest thing of the last decade is uh, the freedom to do exactly what, what I want musically. Um, Nightwish is it might not appear to be as open as it as it uh, as it is but um Thomas writes the songs in nightwish uh but he's very again he he he, he doesn't have any strict um strict rules or anything like that he's, he's he's very very open you know he's very open to arrangement especially And uh, he, he he gets excited about arrangement as much as as I do, and um, how we can arrange things and how we can move things forward or change change the the, the color of things of music. That's very um, much a part of the Nightwish writing experience. I think you know, Thomas writes the songs, and then everybody colors them in. So yeah. it's um, it, it's a lovely thing working like that, and. Uh, with Auri, it's it's very it's very similar to that in that there's, but it's it's more in Auri there's because we're three close friends we we really can say and do anything. Not that we can't in Nightwish as well, but it, it's it's just a di it's a different beast. I mean, right. Nightwish is is twenty five years old or something, so it's it's got its it's got its um, pattern. That it that it it has, it's got its basic um, foundation. It's got its foundations, and though we do move away from them occasionally, sometimes we still um, tune into the to the kernel of Nightwish, um, and that's something I've really loved to do. You know, I've really loved it. I mean, since since day one with Nightwish, I felt like I was. I was home, you know. I was I was in a place that I really wanted to be and was comfortable, 
um, even with some of the turmoil that's gone on, I've always felt like um, the thing will rumble on and on. Nothing can stop it. And I'm really pleased to say there's a there's a, a fabulous wind of of um, optimism in the band at the moment. Um, so it's it's all it's all extremely lovely, and uh, to be able to do all of the, you know getting back to that you know the, the last decade, uh, being able to do all of these things and with with pretty much no quarter to to um, other people's the outside world and the the horrors of the horrors of social networking and the internet and all of that stuff. Uh, we, we carry on regardless. Uh, we're musicians. So we, it's what we've got to do. <laughs> yeah. The, the world keeps on turning, right? Um, it does. Finally, then with what you just mentioned, because I remember from our first conversation about REM with Tuomas as well, that the fact of working on RE was also, uh, very conducive for new energy to work on Nightwish. So as you, as you mentioned now, there's a, there's a, a sense of optimism within the band and then spirits are high. Has that been because people have had the opportunity to do something else for, for a minute because of the pandemic as well? Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that because I think without the pandemic, we, w- we would have been in the same okay. state. I think we would have been in the same position. Um it's hard to say. It's hard to speak for for the other members right. of the band, right. but I think it's it definitely um, applies to at least a few of us. But um, again, we we when Nightwish wakes up, it, it's it's fully awake. You know, it's fully awake, and and at the moment, it's raring to go. It was glorious to do two festivals a few weeks back. That was it was so good, you know, to to be with everybody again, including all of the 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 magnificent fans. So, um, you know, it's, it's all, um, everything seems to be in balance, you know, strangely. Um, it, it shouldn't be, but it is. Well, that, that's a testament then to the, again, adaptability of, of the group of musicians uh, that you are, I suppose, because like you said, it's, it hasn't always been easy and there has been some turmoil here and there. Um, but the fact Sorry. that, as you say, we're musicians and we've got to, this is what we do and we've got to keep doing that to, to keep your eye on the ball, as they say, that's, that's very, very good to hear that, that you managed to do that. Yeah, it's not, it, it's, it's not easy, you know, to, um, to, to maintain that equilibrium in bands. Right. Uh, bands, bands can be. <laughs> well, as you know, I mean, all bands, th- all bands throughout history, you know, there've been some terribly incendiary um, moments um, for us, but we we managed to ride the storm out because we we uh, to quote an old folk song, we take great delight in our own company. <laughs> you know, we 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 actually love doing this, and and when it comes to critical moments. Um, existential moments for the band we always seem to go well why should we stop this we we love it and there's so many people in the world so many invisible friends who love it as well who delight in what we do and um we thought well why should we why should we stop when we're we're all so enthusiastic and uh, we're riding a kind of creative crest of a wave as well 
in that Nightwish is starting to feel like Auri in that it's limitless as to which path it can go down uh, without isolating anyone, without isolating fans, without isolating ourselves. But to explore uh, music and use explore the direction of music using the, the so-called vehicle of spirit that is Nightwish is really exciting for the future. Um, and at the moment, there's, there, there are things afoot, you know, new stuff coming for Nightwish. Um, so uh, that's all nicely, uh, causally put uh, put together with Auri as well. Auri and Nightwish, they, they work in tandem. Right. Well, very last question then. Uh, the title, Those We Don't Speak Of, when did that come into kind of the conception of the band? Uh, well, you see, we had this idea that we were just going to have, uh, we intend to make about 29 albums over the next 30 years. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so we thought what we'd do is we'd just have Auri 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and just call them that. But we we thought this one needed a subtitle, and it was because of um, Johanna, that particular song just really hit uh, myself and Thomas. Mm. It, it's just got such a, a strange story to it. Uh, there, there's no, there's no, there's no actual story to it. But your inner story, the the um, inner story that you start to create when you listen to it, it was so powerful that even though it seems to be not a choice for a, an opener of an album, you wouldn't expect a, a song like that to open an album. Usually you'd, you'd open the album with, with a bang, but um, this is such a strange and eerie song. And I, I love the title, Those We Don't Speak Of. Um, I thought it was just so evocative. So we, I don't know what it was, we were sat outside one night next to a lake um, drinking some fine wine or whatever, as we do. And it was like, oh, let's, let's, let's use that as a, why don't we put Auri to Those We Don't Speak Of? And I can't remember who said it. It was one of us, it doesn't matter. But we um, we all agreed that it would be a splendid uh, a splendid open opening to the new album. When people see that, it already it already places the person into a a position of mystery, and and it, it really does it. Those we don't speak of, who are they? But of course, I can't tell you who they are because we don't speak of them. Well, yeah, that's that's a funny thing because I I wrote. Uh, next to the song Dreamweaver kind of thing. I, I don't know why, but that kind of uh, maybe because of some of the lyrics or that it made sense to me. But have you talked to Johanna on uh, why that song or those lyrics came to her? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm not telling you. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, I don't um, want to spoil your reaction. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. I, yeah, it's, I don't want to spoil your reaction to it, but um, it's just... It's. Uh, I'm. I'm really looking forward to people hearing this this music because that the, the the from you've heard it from the beginning right up to the end. They are they are perfectly placed. I think those two songs and everything in between 
is a journey to, a journey from that to that. It's not conceptual at all, not 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 at all. But it's there's some as you said at the beginning of this, Robin. That the, there's an atmosphere to it, and it's more even. I think it's even more atmospheric than the first mm-hmm. Ari album. Uh, I totally agree with that. So um, I can't wait to hear people's responses to it. Um, I'm looking forward to how it affects people, what, what how they feel about it. And then the, my final uh, note, then, on, and I definitely recommend people listen it from uh, listen to it from the beginning till end. Uh, as you said, I, I think that's the, just absolutely. Just, just turn off your phone and take an hour just to listen to it. That, that's that's oh, what I would yeah. recommend. Well, I would recommend people turn off their phones full stop. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Troy, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. It's been lovely to speak to you again. And listen, hopefully I'll, I'll see, you, see you soon as well, physically. Yeah, hopefully you get to play the Netherlands uh, quite soon again. And, uh, because um, unfortunately our festivals have been cancelled this summer. Uh, so we're looking to, towards next year. But uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm trying to be hopeful as well. You've got to be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Troy, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks very much. I'll see All you right. soon.